Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Ave Maria Press. Are you seeking simple yet creative ways to live out the rhythms of the church in your home throughout the year? Erica Teague Campbell, owner and designer of Be A Heart, has created a stunning new full-color guide to creatively celebrate your faith at home. Living the Seasons is brimming with clever, doable, and beautiful crafts and activities. Vivid photographs, brief introductions to the seasons and the lives of the saints, heartfelt notes of encouragement, and original Be A Heart illustrations. Some fun ideas and new traditions include throwing a baby shower for Mary, blessing your home in the new year, celebrating Fat Tuesday with a king cake and a piñata, living like St. Joseph by spending time in silence, or making a wooden baby rattle, baking cookies of joy in honor of St. Hildegard of Bingen. This must-have hardcover guide to liturgical living is sure to become your favorite resource for living your faith at home for years to come. It would also make the perfect wedding, baby shower, housewarming, or Christmas gift. So order now and use code ABIDE23 at AveMariaPress.com to get 15% off your order. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, season 13. And we are delighted to be with you on this adventure. And I know that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts. The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And wherever you find yourself in the world, wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here. And we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Surprise! We have a special item for you, which is finally available. Many of you have been asking for these. It's based off of my word of the year. The Why Not Become Totally Fire t-shirts are now available over in our shop. So head over there and grab one for yourself today. AbidingTogetherPodcast.com slash shop. Hello and welcome to season 13 of the Abiding Together podcast. Woo-hoo. I cannot believe it is season 13, people. Oh my That's gosh. Crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Mm-hmm. People be thinking we, we're we old over here. <laughs> yeah, well, we are. I, you know, And it was our first summer of doing a summer study. So Heather, can you just share with us, like you usually get a lot of feedback from our listeners. What was this? What was it? Maybe people that are listening don't even know we did a summer study, but can you share a bit about the feedback we got from that. Yeah, it was, people just loved having something, the feedback that we got. I mean, obviously there were some people on vacation that didn't listen to it, but the people who engaged with it were just so grateful to have something in the middle of the summer, like sister, you had said, as we were finishing off the end of the, uh, the last season and kind of coming into the summer series, like we wanted this to be just a little oasis in the middle of the summer where people could engage with something. And yeah, even numerous people who had never read a church document before, never read something like that, were just really touched by how personal some of those things became for them and and just how it made them kind of engage their their mind in a, in a deeper way so mm. it was cool mm-hmm. I thought it was great mm. it was yeah. fun my daughter had something funny she was asking me what we were doing I what I was doing today and I said well we are recording season 13 starts today and she's like oh Taylor Swift's lucky number I'm like well okay it's not a <laughs> biblical number of completion but it's Taylor Swift's lucky number number 13 and so I was like mm, okay here we go <laughs> yeah but I was like but here we are ladies 13 seasons we're back mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you both oh so so yeah, just smiling. And it was so fun. Even when we had our planning session last week of just talking about some new ideas and we've got a lot of great guests this season and just some ideas, you know, in the long run that I think is there. I think they're really going to bless people. I, I just, yeah, I think they're really going to be surprised and it'll just really bless people. So we are going to start season 13 off and the title of our podcast is pilgrims into the mysteries. And we spoke a bit about this last year, about this time, about the mysteries of our life and allowing the Lord to draw us more deeply into those places of really diving into prayer and diving into the mysteries of our lives. Not as we've said before, not just being consumers and consuming something and moving on, but really allowing ourselves to be drawn in. And so we have a beautiful scripture and then also a, a quote for our title. So our scripture is Hebrews 11 verse eight, that says by faith, Abraham, When called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going, which which is so great on so many levels. And uh, Catherine Doherty says, when we enter the desert of doubts, let us stop and pause and understand that we are on a pilgrimage 
This moves our soul and our hearts ever closer to God. And that strange mystery of believing when there is nothing to believe in is the key to complete trust in God and the dissolution of doubt. So we're going to talk about that and based with the, once again, the mysteries of the rosary, so the joyful, sorrowful, the luminous and the glorious mysteries of our own life and inviting you to share that with uh, the Lord in your own heart and also if you're a small group or people on the journey with you. But Michelle, would you like to kick us off here? You, I love that you love to say that life begins again in the fall. And so here we are again in the fall and all that God is leading us into. So what's on your heart right now? Yeah, I think it was really good. Like when we were reflecting, the three of us talking about this next season, for our listeners, we just don't throw out good ideas and say, oh, this would be a good idea. This would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we really try to intentionally do is pray about, okay, what is the Spirit saying to the three of us? What, well, first of all, what is the Spirit saying to us individually? And then what is the Spirit saying to us collectively at the three of us where we feel like we need to go with this podcast? And what is the Lord saying? And one of the things that we really felt strongly about is to not, like Sister was saying, not to be consumers, but to really savor these and really learn some rhythms, like some real spiritual disciplines and rhythms. So I think it's good for each of us. I mean, it's been good for me, like within each season and like life begins again in the fall. Like it's so funny how many Mm -hmm. years out of school, but I still um, dictate things by semesters. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Like school semesters. The older I get, the more I realize how important it is to remember to go back and remember about the previous season, to write it down, to really ponder and pray. Like it says in Scripture, Mary pondered all these things in her heart. There's something important about remembering things. And I was talking to my really good uh, friend that, who is Jewish, and she's like, she's like, Michelle, one of the things that Jews always do is we always remember. <laughs> she's like, we remember everything. Like they do it in their Saturday Shabbat you know, service. Everything. Like you remember. Like this is what the Lord has done before. But I think it's important to remember, especially in the, the season before, for. Like, all right, how's the Lord been moving? So you know what steps to take in the new season, like, because you can see which direction he has been going in the previous season. And so that's what we're doing today. We're just sharing, like modeling that with you sharing it with you. And I'm like, I don't even know what sister and Heather are going to say. So I'm interested to hear like, Hey, what are y'all going to say? You know? know. It's sort of like the word of the year episode yeah. where you're like, Ooh, what's going to be, what's going to be. Yeah. yeah. So Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I like, I like what you're saying, Michelle, is that we, we, ha- we're trying to, in a way, model some some rhythms, like Mm -hmm. as we put them into the podcast, we're trying to model, Hey, you guys can take this and do it yourselves. And I think this one in particular is really interesting because it's, it keeps us aware of where God is and where Mm -hmm. we are. And -hmm. I think if we're having a hard time going, well, I I don't know the answer to any of these questions. I mean, it might be a gift to just realize, well, I, I may have lost sight of the Lord in this last season. I may not be able to see like where he is because maybe I've strayed a little bit or maybe my heart has wandered a little bit or, or maybe I just need to take time and have him illuminate like where his presence has been because he doesn't leave us, but, but sometimes we do wander away. So I think it's a great practice and I love that we're doing this today. I appreciate also that we can continue to grow more deeply as we kind of alluded to, we talked about this last year about these, the mysteries of our lives. And I was thinking yesterday of where I was a year ago. Uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, as a woman, where was I a year ago? And I think it's easy for us if we kind of, I, th- I think all of us at times kind of fall into survival mode where you're just trying to get through. And it's easy to lose track of the pattern and the mystery of life. And you know, as we say mystery, you know, when we talk about the mystery, we're not talking about a puzzle to be solved or a problem to be solved, but a revelation, a truth that is intelligible to us, but it's beyond our comprehension many times. So it just keeps unfolding. And so the mysteries of our lives keep unfolding. And I just think, wow, even in the last year, even in the last, say, 12 seasons, like, or when we first met, the three of us first met, or there's so many things that God continues to weave together and he highlights certain facets and he grows certain things and he prunes certain things. And it's part of this massive journey, this beautiful, beautiful pilgrimage. Like we said, the pilgrimage into the mysteries that we're on. And so we all have them. We, it, and you might be think, listening today thinking, well, I don't, I don't have any, I'm just in the same place I was last year. And we're not, we're never, we're never in the same place. Even if it's, we can't quite see all the dynamics of it, which we can't cause we're very little, but God will reveal to us what we can hear and what we can see. So just to be open to that kind of, as we listen to these revelations of our heart. So well, shall we dive in? Shall we dive in, dive in? Uh, so we're going to talk about the four mysteries of our lives from when we last 
were together last spring and what God's been doing, even say in the last year, if we want to go there. So Michelle, for you, my dear, wonderful friend, what is the joyful mystery? So we'll track about an area of delight or an area of gratitude where you have felt the tangible presence of the Lord. You want to share with us? Yeah, I think for me, I I am a slow learner. I would love to say <laughs> I think the Lord often has to repeat uh, spiritual lessons to me a couple of times before like, oh, I get in that now. And so, or it takes me a long time to full enter fully into something that the Lord is trying to show me. I think it was two years ago, like I st- you know, took a fallow season, a sabbatical season. And so after that season ended, like I thought I would come out of that and be like, all right, let's pick up where we left off. And instead the Lord showed me, no, like this is actually... Th- a rhythm that you need to keep, like you have to start moving slower than you did, you know, and like the Lord and his wisdom knew because then I lost my father, my grandfather broke my foot, like he knew what was coming. So I already had to be in a different slow season. So this summer, my area of joy when I was praying about this earlier was that this summer I was intentionally slow. I intentionally didn't say yes to any speaking engagements. I intentionally, so I was really present to my kids this summer in my house, unless it was an important thing that I had already committed to. I did not respond to emails. Some people may be a little bit aggravated about that or text messages or anything like that because I was really present to the people around me and we had some really good vacation time this summer. I really unplugged and I didn't realize how much I needed that, how much our family needed that, like just to really, because I'm relearning how to play and that doesn't come natural to me. So if I'm relearning how to play, I can't have tons of tasks around me. You don't always get the luxury like of not having things to do. I mean, there's still everyday living, like, trust me, there were still plenty of things to do around our house, like get a new roof, which was so annoying. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) some things you can't, some things you can't avoid, (laughs) but I realized like, okay, I had to intentionally learn how to play again this summer. I had to intentionally learn how to slow down again. Like, and Mm -hmm. I'm relearning these and learning them for the first time, but I realized how much joy that brought to my soul, you know, and how much more I was present to the present moments and to my people. So yeah, that was one of my joys. Sister, what about you? What was one of your joys from this past season? Well, we had just a lot of beautiful things happen this summer with my religious community, the salt community, the society of our lady of the most holy Trinity. And so I I think even as you're sharing, Michelle, I, and we think about this many times, they're all intertwined. Yes. It's not just an isolated mm-hmm. joyful mystery because many times sometimes that joyful mystery has a bit of sorrow or has a bit mm-hmm. of luminosity in it. Or I just so I just want to say like I was like oh these are I could almost name every single one that I'm going to name in the same category. They mm-hmm. just have different facets. Same. On yeah, that. same. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. So, but I think for me we have Sister Megan Mary who was our general superior for ten years. God bless her and just oh God bless her and the gift that she was to us during that time. She her term is finished, so we have a brand new general superior. We call him a general sister servant, and that's Sister Mary. Aloysius of Jesus Kim. And so we had a chapter meeting in uh, Long Island, New York at the uh, Immaculate Conception Seminary there. And it was just beautiful. We had delegates from the Philippines and Thailand and you know Central America and, and our priests were there having their own meetings and our laity was there. So that was really beautiful, like a really beautiful meeting. And so we had, yeah, it's like God chose Sister uh, Mary Aloysius for us for at least the next five years and a new general council. And so that was beautiful to see what God was doing and just to see the, yeah, the growth of our community and all the dynamics of that. I just like, I'm just so proud of everybody. So it's really beautiful. And, and so I also have a new assignment. So I, um, no longer live in the great nation of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, my community has beautifully assigned me to the Midwest now, and I serve in the area, uh, directly now of healing of religious women, religious and priest. And so I'm very excited to, just to be able to see what God is doing in that. And that's something that's been in my heart for over 10 years now of mm-hmm. one day just being able to give my heart in a, a mission where that's what we do. We serve to the hearts of religious sisters and priests. And so, just, and that's just a, a new adventure right now. So it, a lot of it's going to unfold, but I'm just excited to see what God is doing in that and to, to dream with him and to ponder and to just to receive the beautiful sisters who will come and stay with us and whatever their needs are. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a joyful mystery that in in a sense has been long in coming and then all the steps that it took to be able to 
to do that for at least just the next year. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so that was, it was a deep joy though. And when the Lord finally opened that door, I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's just see what happens. So yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. can see there's so much in there that you could share with us, but thanks for letting us peek in. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just such an amazing thing that God has been doing. And this is the other part is that when we're able to practice these things, like these kind of reflections, but we share it with each other, you're able to see, I mean, for me, it just gives me so much hope in, and it reignites faith, you know, in areas, cause mm-hmm. I'm seeing God move in your life in such a profound way over the course of many years. I'm seeing things come to fruition, mm-hmm. you know, that, that have been in your heart for a long time. And so yeah, I just want to encourage people, if you haven't found someone to share these bits of your life with, to maybe just pray for that, pray for the gift of a friend to share with. And even if they don't live in your, in your town, like the Mm -hmm. three of us just haven't lived together, you know, but we're still able to share. It's just such a gift to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about for you, Heather? Yeah. So one of the things in this last season that has come back to me is the gift of worship. Mm -hmm. And, um, some people don't know this about me because it's been sort of, what would you say? Like just under the surface, I guess for a while. So I, I used to lead a lot of worship, but that was a part of sort of my my initial ministries in the church that I was involved in. So I sing, I play guitar and would do that in a variety of settings. And then that was part of my work at Franciscan. It was part of my job. And as the years went on, it just slowly started to dissipate the amount of time I was doing that. Part of it was the Lord's calling and where he had me and different mm-hmm. things that he was inviting me into. And you can't do it all, especially when your vocation changes and you have kids in the mix, you know, so some of it was just like natural circumstances and what the Lord was doing. But then I think there was, it, it started to become something I've noticed where the enemy was creeping in. And I didn't know this until just recently, the enemy was creeping in, in a way to sort of silence my voice. Mm. So I started having throat issues and then I started to become afraid to sing in a microphone because who wants to be like singing at someone's wedding and just have like an issue right in the microphone. So it, it started to make me afraid. And then I just started to say no to things. I started to say no, which is fine, except I also just stopped doing it at home. I just stopped I just stopped, you know, like mm. playing music and and even just having a worship time with the Lord. And so when I got invited to go to Scotland in June, Father Dave asked if I would lead worship for the pilgrimage, which I was like, go to Scotland? Yeah. And then after I was like, oh, shoot, lead worship. That's scary to me. You know, and so I had to start looking at what was going on. So I went to the doctor, you know, I started like trying to address what was happening with my throat. And simultaneously, I just was like, oh, I really why have I not been doing this? It was like, it was, so it was partly an illumination as well. Why haven't I been doing this? And I started to just, like, I went into my little chapel area that I have in my house, my little prayer space. And I just started to sit with my guitar and mm. sing again. And, mm. and now how that's grown over the summer is as I'm doing my counseling work, I'm realizing so many things like where I hold all my emotions and my and my pain is in my throat. Every time my counselor asks me, where are you feeling this right now? I'm like, oh, it's just all locked Mm -hmm. in my throat. And I was like, well, that's an interesting connection that Mm -hmm. there's just been this locking down in Mm -hmm. this area, even in my body physically, that the Lord is wanting to free in like so many different areas. And music was one of those things. So as I've sat before the Lord all summer, I'm ending up, I'm in there usually an hour a day just singing and worshiping before the Lord. And there's been such a sweetness to that and a joy that's coming back, even just the creative aspect Mm, of it, you know? So it's just been a delight to be with the Lord in that way. And I'm like, often I'll sit down, I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to come with my special intentions. I'm not going to come with all my intercessions. I'm just going to trust you're going to take care of all those things. I'm just going to pour love out on your feet Mm -hmm. for the next hour. And that's just been the focus of my prayer. So it's been really beautiful. And then when I went to Franciscan just a couple of weeks ago, my son is there and I got to lead a holy hour in their chapel. And that's the first time I've done that in, well, 20 20 something years since we went to school there. And it didn't matter how loud our microphones were. Those young people out sang us like probably double out sang us. Like you could not hear us. You could just hear all of these young people. And Michelle Luke was in there. He was in the chapel, your son, Luke, and my son Judah was in there. And, and they're all just like worshiping the Lord so deeply. And I was like moved to tears several times. I was just like, this is just so good. So, so beautiful. 
this gift anyway. So, yeah, it's been a deep joy. Oh, for me. I love that, friend. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's so part of yes. you. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so what about the sorrowful parts? The sorrowful parts, and I love how Sister and Heather, you both have alluded to, like how oftentimes the mysteries are intertwined with one another. Like it is, mm-hmm. you know, usually for me, sorrow and joy go together. But isn't that the case? The, the Lord usually brings dancing from weeping. That's the way He works, mm-hmm. and that is what He does. And though I was trying to reflect about sorrowful for myself, like okay, there's been a couple of sorrowful things. And I think for me, one of the ones that the Lord really just highlighted for me to share was like the sorrowful parts of healing. Heather even alluded to it. Like, where do you feel it in your body? Like, and she said she felt mm-hmm. a voice. And I think for me, the Lord has really been showing what does it mean to have my body be a temple of the Holy Spirit and not mm-hmm. something that I like for so long the first 50 years of my life. I think I've beat my body into submission instead of allowing it to be in harmony with the Holy Spirit and be a temple and a resting place, like where I separate my soul and my body, which is actually not good. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like really realizing to listen to my body and a sorrow about that. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to be honest with our listeners. Like, okay, I think I'm entering this whole season of perimenopause and nobody told me about this. Like, I mean, I was like, hello, (laughs) I feel like an alien has overtaken my body. And um, it's like close encounters of the crazy kind. That is how I feel. All the priests that are listening right now, men, I am so sorry, but you need to learn this about. Yes, you need to know. You need. We might have an episode on it. We're going to have to episode on it. You need to know this. And I was like, what in the world is this? Like, I was like, Lord, I just dealt with a broken (laughs) foot and now I'm dealing with these hormones. Like, I mean, my Michelle Instagram. Yes. And I'm like. Like, Holy Spirit, be spirit of my hormones. I mean, like that has got to be a prayer. Put that on a coffee mug uh, right there, man. Lord of my hormones. Lord of my hormones. I should write a song about that. I mean, Heather, that's a serious worship song right there. That's a smash right there. there. Season 13, man, just went off the rails so quickly. Whether you are like, whether you are postpartum or whether you're college age or whether whatever, like women, we need to know this about our hormones. And Sister and I have done like a deep dive into women's hormones. Even less sister, a voice memo. I'm like, sister, I don't know what spiritual attack, woundedness, hormones are just whatever. Like I need some direction. Yeah. We need discernment. And so it is just allowing the Lord to heal those parts of me and the sorrow, but the ways Mm -hmm. that I have not honored my body. And it is not something like to look a certain way or do, it's not about that. It's about health Mm -hmm. and wholeness. And it is really about that. And I think I started that journey with reform and Lord keeps going deeper. And I'm like, and like I said before, I'm like, Lord, haven't I already learned this lesson? He's like, obviously not, honey, Mm -hmm. to the extent that you need to. But I realized really leaning on the Holy Spirit to teach me about my body and to teach me about how the Lord is created because women are miraculous. Our bodies are miraculous, mm-hmm. like what they can do. But also I realized the need for other women in my life that have gone through that season. Mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for like my, and that's where the illumination has come. So I'm going to blend two of mine together, yeah, the sorrow mm-hmm. of my body, but the illumination that I need to really depend on the Holy Spirit for this, but that also I need other women in my life. You know, there's something about us Mm -hmm. that we really need to other women to help us to learn even our bodies. And I really have to give a shout out Mm -hmm. to my friend Janine. I was exhausted this summer, like in the middle of the summer, just dealing with a situation with a kid also. And I had a little bit of a break and she really, I went up to go visit her in North Carolina and she threw me a perimenopause camp, like literally for me. (laughs) She took care of me. She rested (laughs) me. She had a little caretake. She was the best person ever because she was a season ahead of me. And I mean, she's hysterical anyway. And I mean, I was like, this is what I needed. We just hiked. We ate really good food. We played. I slept. I read books. You know, it was just awesome for a couple of days. And it was a luxury. It was a total luxury that I don't usually take for myself. I don't take that time for myself because we are actually pouring out to a lot of people usually as women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the sorrowful part is just repenting of the ways that I haven't honored my body and the illumination that I need other people and the Holy Spirit to really heal my body also. That is a collective mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, there you go. There's my little rant on uh, our hormones. Yeah. <laughs> Sister, mm-hmm. what about you? No. Yeah. That's, oh gosh, it's so true. I, it is the thing women times we don't even talk about, but I, I appreciate it. Nobody's going to be looking up Janine and we're not going to tell Janine's last name. So people can't go to her house and like camp out on her front yard. So <laughs> Janine, Janine, we love you. Janine. We're not going to do that to you. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I think that for me, uh, with Sorrowful Mystery, I, 
I mentioned, I think I mentioned last year about my ankle, the mysterious ankle sprain. Okay. And I'm not asking for remedies. I love you so much. You guys have poured out your remedies for me. I'm not asking for remedies. I hear you. I've tried all there is to try and I'm, I'm trusting that God knows what he's doing, but it's still not totally healed. Mm-hmm. And so I did, you know, go, I got an MRI friend. So I'm just going to tell you, I got an MRI. I saw a doctor, I saw a podiatrist, I had new orthotics made and it's healed to about 85%, which I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. but it's kind of plateaued at 85% and it's tendonitis, it's tendinosis. And so it's been a deep prayer. Talk about like the deep plunging of like, all right, Lord, like we said, you know, sometimes, sometimes physical pain is often the one we talk about the least people that have chronic pain. And like I said, this is such a small, oh gosh, such a small thing compared to people who mm-hmm. suffer physically, chronically. It just, but I just have to wonder, it just, it's a continual prayer of mine as I notice it is that is it still prevents me from doing all that I want to do? Not as bad as it used to be. So I, and then just offering an intercession, I'm like, okay, Lord, here's something that I can't, I have tried. I don't know what else. I'm, I'm open to whatever God's saying in it. And, but there's something that is still with me that is still here mm-hmm. after a year, which is so, it's talk about mysterious. Like I don't, it is beyond my comprehension. I don't, I don't understand it. And so experiencing the, the lies that come with that of like, I'm not ever going to be well, this is going to be the rest of my life. This is stupid. Just get over it. This is, you know, suck it up. But all the places where I know my body's trying to tell me Mm -hmm. something and I'm not overextending it because I can't. And just coming to terms with that of like, what is God? And I don't know. So I'm just here to say, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm still praying Mm -hmm. with it, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, that it is, it it is painful at times. And it's, it, it just is like, a, I don't know, like a revelation of my own mortality, you know, that, mm. wow, I don't know. I don't know what God's doing there, but I'm willing to just sit with it still and offer it in intercession for whatever God's asking. I would love it for it to be healed. I would love that, but it just hasn't seemed to do that. So yeah, in all honesty, that's what I would have to offer is, yeah, that part of the sorrow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you, Heather? I think for me, I'm, we were just talking about this yesterday in a counseling session, but looking back at a lot of things that have been lost, you know, mm-hmm. that either the enemy has stolen or dreams that haven't been fulfilled or uh, things that, that I thought would go one way and, and didn't happen that way. And mm-hmm. actually taking time to go back to grieve mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm really good at just like, okay, let's just move on. That's sad. Lord, I give it to you. I'm just going to move on. And there, there's a, pl- there's a place mm-hmm. for that. Like, I don't think we need to, I'm not talking about navel gazing and just like allowing sure. ourselves to sit in sorrow, but I, there's a piece that I haven't been able to do because I didn't have someone to accompany me mm-hmm. there through those things. And that's been the gift of this counselor in my life, which I'm incredibly grateful for her, but she's able to help me navigate some of the nuances of those things to actually acknowledge there's a death that's occurred mm-hmm. here. It might not be a person that's died, but but something significant has mm-hmm. died here. And and it can't be resuscitated. There's some things that just cannot be resuscitated. And at the same time, we hold it with our faith that God can redeem and restore and resurrect mm-hmm. Amen. something new. You know, so it's the it's the both that I'm holding at the same time. But it is painful. It is hard mm-hmm. to go back into things and to remember yeah. what was lost mm-hmm. and like what occurred there and and the pain that that happened like in myself or in our family. And to just hold that with the Lord and to allow grieving to occur. Mm-hmm. So it, it's mm-hmm. funny as we're talking about all these mysteries, because I'm like, oh, this place of worship, it's like such a sweet, like consolation of God's presence to me. And I've been talking about this all year, like God's been incredibly close to me. And there's this deep sorrow mm-hmm. that that I've been sort of like journeying through, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. And it's necessary to be able to move into the new thing that God is doing. And he is doing something, which I will share about in the next part. <laughs> so, yes. I, I appreciate, Heather, you saying the difference between resuscitation and resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's a good word mm-hmm. right there of yep. so often we want God to resuscitate something when he's actually about redeeming and resurrecting exactly. something, which is a different mm-hmm. form. That's a good word, girl. I'm going to pray with that. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. It's so, so good. I mean, that's part of the gift of this counselor. She is incredibly open to the Holy Spirit. And when she said that, I was like, there's many mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, oh, this is the Lord talking oh, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. This is a truth that I have to sit with. And 
And there was a shock to it. There's been a couple times where she said, there's been a death here. And I'm like, oh, and I could feel it sort of reverberate in my body. Like, whoa, I didn't, there's a gravity to that, that I mm. haven't allowed myself to feel. And that's good. Yeah, it's part of the healing process. So. And I think that's the part and part of like, even in this process that we're doing right now is the naming of it. Because when someone says something yes. out loud, you're like, oh, that's true. And you know, it's true in mm-hmm. your mind and you know, it's true in your body and your being. But when it comes out loud and you say it or someone else says it to you, you're like, oh, it is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need, this is holy ground mm-hmm. and I need to pay attention to this and pause and ponder yes. like, because this is something that's going on and I can't push through this. This is something that needs to be pondered and prayed through. And you need to pause and just look at it, not navel gaze, as you were saying, Heather, but Mm -hmm. pause and allow it to be holy and allow it to be sacred ground to go on, you know? Exactly. All right. So what about illumination for you two? I already told you what I was illuminating, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did two two in one, one. both the rules. What about you, Heather? What's the Lord illuminating then for you, Heather? Well, again, it's because all tied together. So in the area of my emotions. This is a big thing for me. And I have a whole, like, we all have a story, right? I'm not going to get into that today, but there's reasons why things have been sort of managed very well within myself. It's like, who can, who can handle it? Who can handle some of my weaknesses and brokenness without falling apart? And that's been Mm -hmm. few and far between. So I've learned to manage things very well. Well, now I'm in a new season. That's not going to keep working for me as we've talked about other things. So one thing that I've been challenged to do is to start working my body harder so Mm -hmm. that it can unlock some places of emotions. I'm like, whoa, like, and we're all talking about this a lot. The Lord is doing something because he's doing Mm -hmm. it with all of us that there's a deep connection between our body and our, our soul and our memories and our experiences and, and they get held in different places in our body. So Mm Then I take this challenge. I'm up at Whistler, which is one of the greatest mountains here. And <laughs> I decide I'm going to go zip lining because I don't I do it. stuff like this. And I was like, I'm going to challenge myself to go way outside of my comfort zone and to do something that's going to push my body hard. And I'm going to feel my heart pound and let's see what happens. So here I am. And my daughter, Eva is like on the other zip line and we're beside each other going to go together. And you guys, it's like, can I say thousands of feet high? I don't know. It's so high. It's like way above these massive trees that we have. And it's like going to, and it's like one of the longest zip lines. So it's going to shoot hundreds of feet over this like kind of Canyon area where there's this river running through. And I'm sitting there holding onto the thing and they're like, okay, and now you let go. And I was like, I can't do this. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. And I was paralyzed with fear. I'm like, whose idea was this? This is the (laughs) dumbest idea, you know? And I'm just like having a little freak out. And then Eva pipes in my daughter because she's waiting for me to go too. She goes, mom, why not be totally fire? And I went, (laughs) ah! I was just I like, it. oh man, she just hit me right in the spot that I was like, you got to, you better back it up, Heather. <laughs> like Ooh. this is one of those moments. So anyway, I just went for it and I was screaming across like this canyon, just yeah, eyes closed, literally shouts coming out of my mouth. My soul may have left my body for a few <laughs> moments. And then I get to the other side and tears mm-hmm. just start pouring down my face. And I was like, huh. Well, will you look at that? (laughs) Look at Mm -hmm. that. And so, yeah. So anyway, it's an area of illumination for me that there's all of these parts working together to bring about healing and wholeness. And there's risks that need to be taken to move to a next place. So that that's just something I feel very little and uh, inexperienced in this. Like I'm fumbling around a little bit trying to learn uh, more integration with my emotions, my body, and Mm. yeah, other parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, sister? I, well, I love what you're sharing there. And I, that truth of, we don't just have a, we don't just think about a memory and not have an emotion Mm -hmm. attached to it. We don't have a memory without a body Mm -hmm. attached to it. So -hmm. it makes sense that even as we go back into these places of the Holy Spirit brings these places up, we don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit, that if we're going to experience manifestations in our body that maybe weren't safe enough for Mm -hmm. us to feel when we were Mm -hmm. younger, or because we can't feel everything, we survive. And then the Lord brings us to a place of safety so it can be integrated. And I, I love that you took that. And I love that your daughter was like, why don't we come to a fire? Like she just knew what to say. Out of the mouth of babes. There you go. I may have dropped a curse word at that moment. Well, you know, it did happen sometimes, you know, so, so uh, I'm going to combine my, my luminous and my glorious. So 
we're defining luminous, the illumination is something the Lord brought to light, an area of pruning, longing, and an ache and a glory, something you see the Lord redeeming and restoring, and it can be in process. I think for me, is it, we talk about kind of a bittersweet, a double-edged sword. I think for me, what I noticed this summer is people that I love that are older than me, uh, that they're mm-hmm. aging and that they're not going to be here forever. And we all know that, but there's something about, you know, my father died when I was 24 and that was a long time ago and he died very suddenly. So he didn't, uh, he was 64 when he died. So he didn't really, you know, he didn't really age, but just, yeah, watching my mom and people that I love, people that have been around and just noticing when you see them next, oh, they're a little bit grayer or they're a little bit slower or Mm -hmm. just something about that. It was, I just had some moments lost in time this summer in my own heart of watching, you know, a couple of people that I love very much as they age and allowing my heart to feel like, oh, I'm going to miss them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that there's so much, life is so much more than this present moment. We talk about the patterns. We talk about the grand story of somebody was talking about a friend that they knew that they were like 94 years old and they were talking about the same thing. And they're like, well, and the woman was like, well, Hey, I mean, they're going to be here in heaven. So it's still going to go on. <laughs> I'm like, that's so true. Like we're still, it's like, it goes on in a different form, but I think it made it, it's like the ache. So I feel the illumination of the ache and the pruning of, mm-hmm. of all we can do is love and receive and speak honestly and honor. And, and in the same time, we can't possess anything. We can't possess a person. We can't possess an event. We can't possess a memory. Like it's the mm-hmm. open, it's the surrender novena again, over and over and over again, Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. And for me, and in that, it's like this deeper call to prayer. So I feel the Lord reigniting even a deeper area of my heart too go more deeply into his sacred heart, into deeper areas of prayer and intercession. So it's just interesting. I've like, I just noticed it more this summer than I ever have. And maybe it's as I get older too, like all of us are, Mm -hmm. life is so short and these moments pass us by and and not to be like a Hallmark card. That's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about the mystery Mm -hmm. of our faith, of this communion of saints, of the people that have gone before us, of the gift that we are to each other. And so it sounds very serious and it is, but it's also deeply beautiful of wow, Lord, this is in a twinkle of an eye, it's over, but a new life is resurrected. It's redeemed. It's not resuscitated. It's just, so even what we're talking about today, if I just had some deep revelations of that and in that a deeper call to prayer, like the Lord's like, we have to go even deeper. I'm like, amen. All right, let's keep going. So I think that's for me, that's what I've noticed. It's beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, I think for me, like I'm moving to glory. And I think for me, glory and a little bit of illumination were tied together because like we said, they're all intertwined. And for me, one of the big things was the last couple of, and I'll tear up, months have been just different in prayer for me. Like I was sharing with the ladies, Mm -hmm. like I haven't been able to hear the Lord's voice clearly like I've been used to hearing it in in prayer, the sense, you know, when I say hear it in prayer, it's like a sense that you get almost like your conscience, like you, and you understand and you learn to trust this presence the way that you've heard it before, you know, for the mm-hmm. last couple of months, I've been able to hear the Lord for other people, but not for myself because I intercede and pray for a lot of different people, but not for myself. And the difference in this time, well, this is a new season like this. It's a new season of prayer that hadn't happened to me before. But in other times where I've faced difficulties in prayer or whatever with the Lord, I would run away or I would hide. And mm-hmm. so in this time, I think for the difference was, is I've stayed in that place of prayer, even though I haven't felt the consolation that I usually do, or even though I haven't heard his voice like I usually have. And it was a beautiful part because, and then in the same time, like I was talking with my good friend this summer and she's like, okay, what are you dreaming right now? Like you always have a bunch of dreams, Michelle. Like I was like, I have nothing. And she's like, I've never heard that come out of your mouth. I'm like, there's nothing there. And I would say things were just dormant, but I realized now coming out of this season into a new season, it was just a seed that the Lord is planning. And it was just buried deep in the dark and underneath. So about two weeks ago, I was at adoration. I'm sitting for the Blessed Sacrament, and I just had this image of the Lord, and we're in the dark together. And I couldn't mm-hmm. hear His voice in the dark, but like there's something when, and it, and the Lord led me to this image, like when I'm sleeping next to my husband, Chris, in the dark, and you can't see anything, but if I reach over, I know His face. Like I know the like the contours of Chris's face. I know that he has this bump right here underneath an eye and a cheek and I know whatever. And it was like the Lord asking me, 
will you reach out and like, and just touch my face in the dark? And it was like, I could reach out and touch Mm -hmm. the face of the father. And the Lord was just showing me different contours of his face. And it was like, the Lord just showed me, it was this precious, intimate moment. And I'm not doing it justice with my words, but like, he's the Lord that you can feel in the dark. He's there. Like, Mm -hmm. and all I have to do is reach out and feel him. And that being said, the Lord like really gave me the scripture of Lazarus. If you let things die, Michelle, do you trust that I will restore and bring the glory of God? Like sometimes you just have to let things mm. die. Like Heather, you were saying, like they have to be completely dead so he can resurrect them, resurrect them, not resuscitate them. And like the Lord's been doing that with my dream, especially in the last couple of weeks, but it has really come back to life through beauty. Mm. Like I went to the Van Gogh exhibit. I went to this Renaissance exhibit. I went back to theater and saw art. And a friend of mine saw, you know, and it was like, oh my gosh, beauty heals. Like we say that, but mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah, but it yes. really brings back to life because it really reawakens my senses and it heals and it restores. Mm-hmm. And it has been just so beautiful to see that. Like, oh my gosh, the Lord is bringing back and like dreams again. And, but it's almost like he's bringing back color again. Like the, the color has been mm-hmm. dull and now it's starting to become technicolor again and color. And it's just beautiful when you lean into the mystery, the Lord can't out be done in generosity but he's always going to take us mm-hmm. through a process first. And we can't skip part mm-hmm. of the process. That's what I, you can't, we no. can't skip the death to get to the resurrection. And we can't skip the road to Calvary to get to the death. It's a journey. And I think that's the part of the pilgrimage. And I don't care how old you are, how long you've been walking with the Lord. We always think that we're going to get to a finish line on the side before mm-hmm. heaven. And we don't. We are pilgrims on the journey. Yeah. And so, yeah. We are pilgrims on the journey. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You, you set that up like I could. I know. Yeah. No, you yeah. couldn't. You had to watch it. You did. You had yeah, to go through it. I, yeah, sorry. So, so, I'm sorry. Glory and praise yeah. him. No, so, Heather, God, what about sorry. you? You can end us with the glory. Yeah, finish yeah. with the glory, girl. Glory story. With the Come glory. on. Come on. Well, Come guys, on. Yeah, I, I can't say all the things yet because it's a bit too soon. You you two know what's been going on. But here, here I will say, do not underestimate the power of God and the power of the gospel. What he says is true. And there, I've been talking for a while about places of long suffering. For me, we all have them that I've been journeying through, especially in this last year. And, and like sometimes you just feel like, Lord, are you ever going to come? Mm-hmm. And he's with you in it. But you're like, are you ever going to come and like do something with this? Like, are you ever, am I ever going to see it? And, and Michelle, it's true. There's part of it that you're like, I, I don't know if I will on this side of heaven. So you're holding this like reality of like, yeah, we may not see you know, certain healing or things that we want on this side of heaven and also trying to hold hope that like God can do anything. So I've been trying to like hold these two things for so many years. And it's like, I don't know if he's coming. I don't know. And then suddenly he shows up and that's what I'm experiencing right right now. There's been some massive breakthroughs that have occurred that have just like sunk it deep into my heart. I'm like, there you, there you go again. Like, what are you doing? You know, I feel like in some ways it's like Sarah in the Bible where she's like, you know, can't have a baby. She's like way past the time. Talk about way past menopause, all of that (laughs) stuff. And like, and all of a sudden, like God makes a promise and she still has to wait years. Like after the promise is made, she's still waiting like years. And then all of a sudden, She's pregnant and she throws back her head and and mm-hmm. laughs. And I feel like there's these moments that you only experience that when it's been a long mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. when you've been in a place of long suffering and you're, you're trying to be faithful. And then the Lord comes and you just throw back your head and you go, what did you just do? Mm-hmm. And I'm experiencing and tasting some of that now. And it's really beautiful. And I just, yeah, so I'm speaking from a place of like, I know what it's like to hold a lot of pain and wonder what God might do. And I would say even before the breakthrough, he's been changing my heart and molding me and with me and all kinds of things have been healed along the way. Like it's not just all or nothing, like this one thing or nothing, you know, he's been doing all of this the whole time, but man, he's good. Mm -hmm. It's all true. That's how I feel. I feel like Father Justin Brady just going, it's all true. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And we do want to tell our audience you're not pregnant, just to, so that rumor doesn't oh, gosh. oh my gosh! Yeah, don't start the rumors. Yeah. Oh my like, god! Dude, Thank I you, could sister. just see, I could just see yeah. our listeners be like, I think she's trying to tell us she's pregnant. It's just too soon. She can't talk about it. But like, I'm like, no, 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 no. no we're not. We can, we can say that. We're not. That would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? Thanks for clearing up that rumor. Well, well, we did, Michelle, did we not just see a friend of ours, uh, her little sister who was born, her mom was 51, right? She got pregnant with her, or 52, and she's been this model of like, you never know. know. You never know. God can do anything. Awesome, what a gift. God can do anything. What a gift. Yeah. Well, gosh, I love sitting next to you guys and just hearing your heart. Those are things I didn't, I didn't know all the details about all that. So even now we get to just, you know, sit with each other in new places of our hearts. So thank you. This will be a, this will be a lovely adventure. So we have, as always, discussion questions for you and small group questions and place things you can journal and We're going to close this episode with a beautiful prayer that John Paul II quoted, which is he offers it as a chant to the Eastern Church. He says, loves more than any other, the Akathistos hymn, which exalts Our Lady lyrically in 24 stanzas. And he says, in the fifth stanza, dedicated to her visit to Elizabeth, it exclaims, and we just offer this to your hearts, friends, and whatever mystery you're sitting in right now, and as they all come together, that Our Lady would wrap her mantle around you and continue to intercede. And he quotes this, Hail, O tendril, whose bud shall not wilt. Hail, O soil, whose fruit shall not perish. Hail, O tender of mankind's loving tender. Hail, O gardener of the gardener of life. Hail, O earth, who yielded abundant compassion. Hail, O table, full laden with mercy. Hail, for you have greened anew the pastures of delight. Hail, for you have prepared a haven for souls. Hail, acceptable incense of prayer. Hail, expiation of the whole universe. Hail, O favor of God to mortal men. Hail, O trust of mortals before God. Hail, O bride and maiden ever pure. Mother Mary, you who live the mysteries yourself, we entrust you every single mystery of our life. We entrust to you all that we've shared today, all that still remains in our hearts, Mother, and we ask that you would gently take it and place it into your own beautiful, immaculate heart. I pray that you would watch over each one of us in a very special way this coming season, wherever we find ourselves, that you would be with us, that we would find you near Mother as, as the woman who knows deep the mystery and who received the eternal mystery of God in Jesus. We entrust all this to you, Mother Mary and Jesus. We ask that you would bless and seal this time. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 And we will, dear friends, we're going to have a series just to start season 13 off with just great expectation and great help. We're going to have a series on prayer, on how to pray, how to discern. One of our special guests will tell you is going to be Father Boniface Hicks, who's just so lovely. We can't wait for you. If you've never come across any of his work, he is a spiritual director. He runs a school of spiritual direction. He's a Benedictine monk, uh, works a lot in theology of the body, just wonderful. So we are delighted to have him on. And we might have another special guest as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any last words, dear friends, before we dive into our one thing? No, let's do it. It's good to be back with you all. Mm-hmm. It is back. lovely. Mm-hmm. It is lovely. It is lovely. All right, Miss Heather, what you got, girl? You got some more music. What do you What do you got for us? No, I was just going to say I revamped my little prayer space, and Ooh. I am loving it. And I just want to say that as an encouragement to people: if you don't have a little prayer space, it can be the simplest thing. It can be like just like an image of Jesus and a candle. It could be a crucifix. It could be anything, but to just try to create a little prayer space in your home because it mm-hmm. really makes such a difference to have a place set aside to commune with God. Mm-hmm. I know our friend Allie, she has it in her closet. <laughs> she just mm-hmm. has a closet. She literally gets into There's stuff all over the walls in there. So it can literally be anywhere, but that's been such a gift to me. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put up a little picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how nice. Mm-hmm. Michelle, how about you? I have actually, I took others. I have two songs. <gasps> and so that I just absolutely loving. One is Joy from Ben Rector. I love that song that he did, but he joined the choir room and they do a collaboration together. And y'all, mm. it is so much fun. It is like my morning walk. I'll send it to you after this. It's my morning walk song. Like, like joy, we got joy. Like it just gets you like, let's have some mm. church in here. And the other one mm. is a song uh, called Manessa from Anna Golden. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. That- so 
destroyed the song me that is song. so beautiful. Okay. And she does an intro to the song, just saying like, the Lord will bless me in the land of my infliction. And I mean, that song mm-hmm. has just like been a healing bomb to me in the last couple of weeks. That's you know, true. like I've, I feel mm-hmm. like I was telling sister and Heather, like out of, I'm no longer, I feel like in a season of grieving, but there's still moments of deep grief, like we were saying, True. but this is just like that reminder that the Lord is faithful and it is just so good. So I will post both of those. Sister, what is your one thing? Well, my one thing is a book and I am a huge uh, Dr. Peter Cray fan. Me I just too. love him and mm. he's just so, he's I can't really believe he's good. in his Me 80s. Wow. He's just so erudite and so just particular and funny. And uh, one of our priests, one of our salt priests gave me a book that he's recently written and it is called Wisdom of the Heart, the Good, the True, and the Beautiful at the Center of Us All. And it's about Mm. the intellect, the will, the passions, the emotions, and the ordering of the human person and how we thrive. And you can just hear his voice. It's it's not an audio book. I have the hard copy, but it's like he's reading it to me because when you read the book, you're like, you can hear him saying those things. So if you're looking for just a great book on what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to love? How does God heal our intellect, our wills, our passions and and bring us to the heart, I would highly recommend it. Wisdom of the Heart by Dr. Peter Craig. So Wow. Good one. That is it. So anyway, dear friends, here we go. Season 13. We're delighted to have you with us. And once again, please check out our private Facebook group, our Instagram channel. Is that a channel? I'm just like a total nerd. It's not it's an Instagram. What is it? It's like the page. Instagram profile. Page yeah. profile. <laughs> You can find us on abidingtogetherpodcast.com and we look forward to, you can subscribe to our email, get a weekly email in your inbox. We'll give us, give you all our one things, all the show notes, everything you need to know. We're just trying to, trying to help you live this life. So here we go. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much, and God bless you.